This is how you can live happily. And you should. But Devan Chagarwal. So let's start by asking a very simple question. How many of you currently reading my blog or in this case listening to my audio are financially stable enough to feed yourself and your family adequately? This has got a direct connection in order to live happily which will be explained later in the article or I should say again in this audio. I hope almost anyone with a mobile or a PC nowadays reading this or listening to this will have at least the amount of money to fulfill his or her bodily needs. Hopefully, you have a roof of your head with a good internet connection. And obviously, you don't sit naked all day, famished. So you must be having some clothes to wear and some food to eat. This means at least your basic needs are already fulfilled, keeping aside those endless, futile, never-ending desires. Now think about all those people in your country or in the world who are inept to meet with such basic needs only. Can you even take a guess how many are there? Thousands? Millions? Well, not even close. A staggering 1.6 billion. A billion with a B. Let that just sink in for a moment. Now, now let's take a look at the number of hungry people in the world. Well, according to Google, there are around 1 in 10 people in the world experiencing chronic hunger. Around 11% of world's population, around 815 million people could not get enough food for a healthy life in 2016. Stop taking things for granted. We take all these things for granted, but just for one effing moment, close your eyes and imagine the conditions of these people who don't have a house to live in, who don't have clothes to cover themselves up with with no access to regular and hygienic food. Can you imagine how lucky you already are if your basic needs are getting fulfilled that too on a daily basis? Well, one can't really envision it unless until he has himself been on the other side of the fence. And what are we crying for? Petty things like why do I think negatively or why my boss is so grumpy or why my business is not taking off to new heights. And sometimes we don't even have a good enough reason to cry for. Okay, let's try to make you, you guys realize how fortunate you are. Close your eyes and imagine what will be a condition if hypothetically you lose your home, your money, everything all of a sudden. Can you feel the consequences? Can you feel your gut wrenching, your breath changing, your skin losing its color? If not, then you got to work on your imagination powers, buddy. Change your point of view. Now don't take me wrong. I don't want to demoralize you or something. I just simply want to make you realize how enormously blessed and lucky you already are when more than a billion people on this planet don't have a roof over their head and sleep hungry. If you see the world from their point of view, then you already are successful. Well, not just successful, but super successful. Ask someone who sleeps on an empty stomach on a daily basis. For him, getting one good meal a day is nothing less than luxury. A person like him dreams of the life you are living right now. I will say that again. The life you are currently living right now 
is the end goal of millions of people around the world but hey even after living this kind of life how many are there who can actually say that they are completely satisfied with their lives and actually live happily well unfortunately it's just a spoonful so that means something or the other is still missing inside all of us somewhere which is keeping us from living happily let's dig into this today what makes us sad out of the millions of reasons out there different reasons for different people one reason which i feel is common to everyone can be the loss of someone close to us now if you look closely we are not actually afraid of death alone we are afraid of the negative thought of someone we know dying dying we don't give a rats ass to thousands of people who die every day as long as they're not someone from our friend or family or someone we care about if i take it one step further when someone very dear to us is no more then most of us are not sad because the person died they become gloomy because they don't know what are they going to do with their lives without them i don't know if you can understand this point but isn't this kind of selfish they become morose because now they don't know who will make them smile again or who will support them again or who's going to spend time with them again so do we really feel sad for the person who is no more or do we become sad with the effect it is going to have on our lives are you getting the point now basically the cause of our sorrow is not death but the thinking that what is going to happen to me now ultimately we need to work upon ourselves which is what i always preach in one way or another in my articles or in this case my videos change the way you think whenever we are morose and that means our thinking is not aligned with reality but instead of working upon our thinking we are busy altering the situations and peoples and all the external things all our lives we never really work on the real cause of all the sadness we have in our lives our thinking we start playing the victim card my boss my parents my children my colleagues my fate my destiny have made my life miserable the very thinking that the problem lies outside is the root cause of all the problems one faces in his or her life which is precisely what's making us incompetent to live happily if we can just maneuver our thinking slightly then that minor change can make all the difference in your life once we accept the fact that whenever we are miserable it is only because of our own thinking and nothing else then our whole life will take a u turn then and there life essentially becomes a dance and if take it one step even further we are not morose because of our thinking alone i mean ultimately we need to, we need to think to do any kind of thing right we are sad only and only when our thinking is not aligned with reality the wider the gap becomes between our thinking and reality the more sorrow we bring into our lives now for those of you who have kids you often must have said that the kids are blah 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 in yada 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 and that makes us sad our kids don't listen to us well the kids who listen to what you say are not your kids actually i mean what else can you expect from kids 
Did you always listen to your parents? Were you a straight arrow during your childhood? If not, then how can you possibly expect your child to not be naughty? And let's say you were a straight arrow. Very unlikely though, but still, it doesn't mean that your kid is also gonna be that way. Kids are meant to be mischievous. Think about it. If not kids, then who else? We? <laughs> well, we tend to micromanage our kids by showing authority or by force. This may give you the results in short term, but what do you think is gonna happen to the relationship you have with your kid in the long run? Whenever our expectations are not based upon reality, then we are bound to become sad. Everything is temporary in this world. Can anyone challenge this reality? Well, no. Then help me understand, why do we expect that the people or situation should remain the way they have always been? People change. Situations change. Even you are changing. Isn't it a bit naive to expect that everything stays the same? I know we all can, we all are wary of change, but even the only constant in this world is change itself. If you have such unrealistic expectations, then no matter how much we get, we can never be deeply satisfied or live happily in this game of life. Once we start questioning everything happening in our lives sincerely, and not just at a superficial level, but rather to understand it deeply, then there is no way to make us sad. If one puts in the same amount of energy in asking questions like these, as we put in energy in earning money or building a career, then we would have the ability to completely recreate himself or oneself. The biggest difference between humans and other animals is that we have the ability to question. Ever saw a monkey questioning itself whether he should make the jump or not? Whether he will make the distance or not? The monkey doesn't think that much. He just does it and never look back. Now we also start acting based upon the incentives we get and the punishments we will receive. Well, then what is the, what is the difference between us and them? Question question and question. Just like a child asks a million questions a day, we also need to match their energy and start questioning. Your mind that is rusted for so long will start operating again at its full capacity. Then we can understand things with a snap of our fingers which can ultimately lead us to take the right actions in life and to live happily ever after. We try to underestimate ourselves. We think concepts like death, self-realization, enlightenment, meditation are just too overwhelming for us to understand and are beyond our pay grade. These are actually very simple concepts to understand. In fact, the, rea the reality is much simpler than the illusions we believe in blindly. The truth is much simpler and straightforward. Lies are complex and convoluted. Our mind becomes more and more clear as we understand and see reality as it is. The more confused your mind is, the duller it becomes. A clear mind is a sharp mind. The beginning of making a sharp mind starts from questioning itself. So let the questioning begin. We know this body is made up of approximately 70% water. 
So my first question to you is, are you this body or are you the substance that makes your body, which is, let's take water in this case. It won't be wrong to say that what we refer to as I or me is actually made up of water and a couple of other things. If you are water, then are you just the water inside your body or are you the water that is everywhere on this planet? Think patiently. Two-thirds of our planet is covered in water. If you say yes, then that means we make up two-thirds of the planet. This is when I have only taken water. There are other minerals which make up your body too. If you say no, then let me ask you. The water that you took when you were one year old, is it the same water that is still in your body? Well, of course not, right? We are excreting and intaking water all the time, aren't we? So whatever your answer is to the question, stay with it patiently, look at it from all the angles and ultimately you will know the right answer. Let's take this water example one step further. Once you understand this example, then you can truly live happily and experience the kind of happiness that can't be expressed in words. Imagine a river flowing and there are millions of billions of small particles in the river. Now if the bubble says that I am a bubble, then is it true or not? If you say it is true, then I will say, well go ahead, try touching a bubble. What will it actually be when you touch it? A bubble or water? Isn't the bubble made of that water too? So aren't we calling a form of water only a bubble? It is just like calling an actor by his character's name in real life. There is no bubble in reality. Yeah, there is this word bubble, B-U-B-B-L-E, but in certainty, there is just water. What we touch is actually water. What we feel is essentially water. And what we see is also water only. Can you drink bubbles? It's really that simple to understand. No one can challenge this truth. The wrong thinking. Now if the bubble thinks that I am just this bubble, so is this the right kind of thinking or not? Is this the kind of thinking that is based on reality or imagination? Can this type of thinking make the bubble live happily or peacefully? It doesn't matter what the bubble think of itself, the reality isn't going to change for him or for anyone for that matter. There is no actual division in water. But now, if the bubble keeps on thinking that he is this tiny little minuscule microscopic part in this abundant river, then there is no cure for thinking like a schmuck. Schmuck. Will he ever be able to experience real happiness with this kind of philosophy? Surely he won't, because he will be always living under the impression that he's going to burst anytime soon. Also, in order to live, he has to endlessly struggle with the billions of other bubbles all around him. Unraveling the truth. What was the bubble before its apparent birth? Water. What is the bubble right now? Water. And what will it be after it bursts? That's right. Water again is the right answer. So is there anything actually taking birth or dying? Why can't we start questioning like this? 
if we want to get to the bottom of this and discover the truth, well, this is the only way. In a way, we humans are a lot similar to this bubble. We think of ourselves as this tiny little powerless creature in this enormous universe, tirelessly competing and comparing ourselves to other humans all our life. We are fearful of the thought of death. Can we really be deeply satisfied or live happily as long as we hold on to this kind of thinking? One just needs the vision to see through all this and the good news is that only a human can do this. If the bubble accepts the fact that he is actually water and not just the water in that particular river but wherever one can find water on this planet, then he just literally changes his whole life for good. Our mind has been conditioned so severely right from our childhood that most of the time the truth is staring at us right in front of our eyes but we totally snub it and how. We spend our whole lives believing in illusions and fantasies. Think of it, is there any way of making the water sad? The bubbles will come and go, but the water? Well no, the water doesn't give a damn about it. It's gonna remain the way it always has been, calm and composed. But hey, don't take it the wrong way. I'm not saying to stop having feelings or attachment to anyone close to you. I'm not saying that you won't feel anything if someone close to you departs. Of course we will, as we should. These feelings and attachments are what distinguish us from robots. A relationship will become totally meaningless if there is no attachment with the person. Well, now interestingly, speaking of relationships, there can be two ways to see a relationship. The obvious way, one is that there are two bubbles that are in a relationship with each other. What will happen in such kind of relations? Well, when there is a differentiation between the two persons, or when the two bubbles consider themselves different from each other as separate entities, conflicts and clashes are bound to happen in such a situation. Both people coming from unique backgrounds have different knowledge, experiences, memories and thoughts, which is the perfect recipe for clashes to begin. Can the two ever live happily this way? Can there ever be real love till such distinctions exist? There will only be talks on love and that too when they want something from each other. Sometimes there is a competition and comparison going on between couples, a dominating match where they indirectly try to show each other how strong, beautiful, powerful or rich they are. This thinking that I am this bubble and you are that bubble is the root cause of all concerns. Now let's come to the unorthodox way of looking at a relationship. The other kind of thinking can be that there are actually no you and I, just we. There are no bubbles, just water. Just like seven different colors are visible in the rainbow, but actually, they all are coming from just one source. Now, if you say red is better than violet, or that they are different from each other, then clashes, clashes are bound to happen because different people will have different opinions. You just simply have to notice the fact that they appear to be different, but in reality, they aren't. Similarly, in relationships, 
your partner just appears to be different from you but in reality you both are the very same person you both have the same source you belong to the same water well you are the water yourself it won't be completely wrong to say that you're actually in love with just another form of your own self so tell me will you argue criticize belittle fight compare yourself with your own self i don't think so you see all it takes is just a slight change in the way you see the world and the whole world becomes entirely different just like that as long as you are a bubble you can never see this through a bubble which just use other bubbles for its own personal use and will label it as love only water can understand the issue of a bubble if you actually love your children or your spouses you first need to change the way you look at them only then you can experience the real depth of that love after this even if you see a shortcoming in the other person then you won't react or fight with them because if you're seeing a drawback in the other person you are essentially also noticing a drawback in your own self as well and then you will empathize with both of them the person and yourself if your kids misbehave then you won't get all fast and furious because now you can clearly see the kind of mischief you did when you were a child back then when you act as a bubble then you forget all the stupid and mischievous shits you did in your own childhood So does it mean that we should completely stop reacting to situations? Well, not quite. Sometimes we need to react and take a stand and fight for what's right. But the problem is that we don't work up uh, we don't work upon ourselves to know the real difference between the two. Take a pause and look. We run really fast and want to know everything right this very second. without actually working to develop the kind of attitude and understanding it's going to take a bubble always just looks at the different form of water outside it never observes the water itself and remains oblivious to its true self which is actually a pity the moment it notices that it itself is made up of water the innumerable divisions and imaginary distinctions will vanish just like that and all he will see will be water and nothing else all there will be left will be just pure love pure simple love out there to make you live happily the bubbles and the waves will become an expression of love itself he will see himself inside everyone and everyone inside him Now the choice is yours. Do you want to live under the illusion that you are a bubble or accept the reality that you are actually water? Thank you very much.